Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. When I'm speaking to people, I often say it's not a matter of if you'll enter Web 3, it's a matter of when you'll embrace it. However, I'm going to balance this out and say we don't need a Web 3 solution for everything. Gasp! I know, that sounds absolutely crazy coming from me, the guy that literally makes NFT podcasts every single day. But hear me out before you skip or unsubscribe. Today, we'll discuss why some things just don't need decentralization or a Web3 model at this moment, and they are perfectly fine as they are. And if you notice, when I first started this, I said at this moment, because I don't know what the future will hold, I don't know how things will change, but... Certain things, I'm pretty sure, will have a long history operating just as it is. And I can think of a million use cases for the blockchain, NFTs, crypto, and all of this stuff. I've literally dedicated my entire year up until the point that I've discovered it until now into researching this stuff and spreading the word. So I can definitely say I am 100% on board and bullish no matter what happens to this market in the current state. I know 20 years from now, all of this stuff is going to be relevant. However, I will still say... I can think of just as many use cases and operations and businesses and things that are going on that would not be better if it was decentralized and in Web3. And I can think of a lot of times I'm in spaces and people are coming up with different applications. And I remember in particular, one guy was asking, when do you think someone's going to come up with a Web3 version of Google Documents? When you really think about it, what is the business model behind that? First of all, Google Documents are given away for free. You can do Word documents. You can do your presentations. You can do spreadsheets and all sorts of different things, all in Google Documents for absolutely free or the Google Suite, I should say. And this really compares to the whole Microsoft model. Everyone knows in the 90s that grew up in that stuff, that was like the gold standard really is for business applications. But most people especially around the world, outside of the most developed economies, they're going to be using Google Documents because of accessibility. So why would someone want a Web3 decentralized model of that? Everyone knows these big data companies, Google and everything, all of their information, how they're making money is storing about all the things that we do, what we're interested in, and they make a huge profile for us and they run ads to us. So I can see why the consumer would definitely say, when is the Web3 version going to come up? But the question that I have to ask is, what are the financial advantages or what are the goals and the missions for actually creating this for any developer or anyone? Maybe they just want to develop for the fun of it, but as far as servicing it, keeping it going, this is something thing that's going to take a lot of overhead to keep this thing running, why would someone develop that? Sure, there are open source applications and all these different things, but it's very hard to compete against free. And when it comes to this whole thing, you really have to ask, how would decentralization really better one of these softwares is because at the end of the day, you don't have to necessarily have any data going back to Google and what have you. You can even use Google Documents offline and you could just use it for storing notes and what have you on a local device. But I want to tell you there is a better decentralized model for writing notes and doing all these things. And that has actually been working for thousands of years at this point. And it's called pen and paper, something that I absolutely love. And when word processing and all these things definitely came out, people might have said, no one's going to be writing with pens and papers. There's no need to learn cursive and all those different things and 
elementary school anymore because we're in the age of computers. And I remember right up until I would say middle school or so, junior high school, I was still writing and turning in all my papers, handwritten papers. So it was really funny that even in high school, we're learning how to read cursive handwriting off of a blackboard because one of our teachers who absolutely would not write in print said she writes faster with chalk and cursive on the blackboard. So that was her thing. And people would say, well, this is going to die. No one needs this stuff. However, 20 years later, here we are, and we're still using pen and paper. Sometimes my creativity does not even flow until I have pen and paper. Even when I'm doing outlines for this show or when I'm trying to come up with a creative script or anything, for some reason, typing it on a screen just does not work as well for me personally, the way my brain works, as scribbling it down on a piece of paper or even a piece of cardboard. My wife can tell you I have cardboard little pieces all over the place. I pick them up at work. I tear off a piece of a box, and I just write down an idea really quick and push it in my pocket. Anyways, going back to this whole thing. Sure, decentralization is awesome. It is a great goal. We absolutely love it. But certain things, really, there is no business model or reason for it to be decentralized. Having that software scattered across the globe, all sorts of different nodes and all this stuff just to write a note or a document is really inefficient. And anyone that's trying to develop all that and put it on the blockchain, it's going to be not even really worth the hassle. And I know some people might be listening to this and saying, I'm definitely uh, suffering from recency bias and seeing how things are working right now. We don't know what is going to happen in the future. And yes, that is true. I can only tell you what's happening right now and how this stuff actually changes. And who knows what's going to happen in the future. Things move as fast as light in this space. But I'm telling you right now, anyone really dedicating and putting time into that when there's so many applications that could be used right now that are practical and the blockchain can support it in its current state, I think that is where the focus really should be. And honestly, If I want decentralized note-taking, as I said, paper has been working fine for me my entire life. And I know I sound like an old-timer, but hey, it is what it is. And maybe I'll revisit this in 20 years and just laugh at myself for even saying this. But I can even think of another application. And it's not just when I say an application as in software, but as a use case. And sometimes uh, people want to say that all these corporations that are now saving their data on servers and sending information back and forth from an office in New York and an office in London and Tokyo all over the place would benefit from a blockchain. Well, in what sense? Most people say that is because they don't want internal fraud. And this is a great way to see what the various offices are doing and make sure that accounts are being balanced and all of that stuff and have transparency within the organization. Okay, I can see where that's coming from because let's say a CEO is headquartered in London and has global offices all around the world. He or she wants to make sure that everything is running fine and no rogue accountants or whatever it might be is off doing some crazy stuff. Okay, I see that understanding or the application seeing, okay, that could be something of benefit. However, At the current state of things, also, that is so impractical in the sense that it is going to cost so much more time, energy, and redundancy than possibly needed. Look at what's going on right now on Ethereum, for example. When Bored Apes had their land drop this weekend, the entire network basically came to a standstill. It just went absolutely crazy. They were processing those nine transactions per block. So we're talking about a highly inefficient system, and this is really the gold standard blockchain as far as all of this stuff. So just think about this. All of those smart contracts and informations are trying to interact with this blockchain that cannot keep up with it. So trying to do that with a corporate structure is going to cause so much more headache and 
inefficiencies that is probably not even worth the fraud that you're trying to protect against. And again, you might be thinking that's absolutely crazy. How could someone for Web3 and decentralization and blockchains and all this stuff say something like that? But just think about it. Right now, we are so frustrated with all the bureaucracy and levels that we have to go through to uh, speak to various levels. One department doesn't know what the next department is doing. Well, just imagine if you even slowed that down even further, that no one could just log on to a server and check something within a matter of seconds, but they had to confirm with a blockchain that is updating so slowly. Tom, over in the Shanghai accounting department, just spent a million dollars. However, 14 other accountants did the same exact thing and the ledger is not going to be updated to confirm that the funds are there and everything going back and forth, all of that stuff for three or four minutes. That could get really crazy in the sense that these businesses are transacting, they're doing all sorts of things and it's just not efficient enough to do it. So then in that case, you're going to have faster, super high-tech computers processing everything, graphic cards, and redundancy galore because a blockchain has small pieces of information duplicated all over the place. So when a transaction or something takes place, it can go gather that information from all those different points. So let's just say every single employee has a computer running on their desk that connects to this database, this proprietary in-house blockchain. Every single time someone makes a transaction, moves some funds or whatever, then it's going to have to confirm with a number of computers on the network. So there's going to have to be multiple copies all around. So the Shanghai office is probably going to have copies of the Dublin office and so forth. It's it's going to be a total mess as far as the amount of data that probably could fit on one person's laptop inside a normal company, normal structure, but it's going to require multiple servers and terabytes of information to get a hundred gigabytes or something like that worth of information. So is there a future application for this within just corporate data and in-house stuff? Yeah, possibly. But right now, the way things are, I wouldn't even necessarily focus on that or pressure my company to try to move in that direction until I see a definite benefit and it's going to worth the cost, the energy, and the time that's going to be invested into setting something up like that. And again, I know 20 years, I might be looking at this and every company is running their own blockchain and I'm thinking, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. I can't believe I said that. But I'm just saying right now, as things are, we don't necessarily need a blockchain scattered across every single office in a corporation. So what am I using to evaluate this or even say this stuff? It's honestly, it's just because the benefits has to outweigh the cost. Why are we going to do something just for the sake of doing it. Yes, I'm excited about this technology as much as anyone, and I want to dabble and try all these different things. But at the same time, I manage a business, and I don't just do these things for the sake of doing them as far as in the structure of my business. I do a lot of dabbling and experimenting for my own side projects and my personal taste. However, when it comes to actually running the business, there's certain things that I do even on this podcast with NFTs and in the space that I wouldn't even introduce into the business for years simply because it's not practical. And as far as the bottom line goes, So that's why a lot of the times that we see these things that we're seeing that we're so far ahead of these big corporations and what have you, it's because at the end of the day, a business is in the business of making money. And that is why they exist. Yes, there are charities and all sorts of things, but it all runs through the funds that they're generating, they're collecting from donors and all of those things. So even in that case, just think about it, how redundant and how expensive that could be if every single charity had to set up their own blockchain. Now, You might say, no, they don't have to set up their own blockchain. They could just work on Ethereum or one of the other blockchains. Okay, yes, I do see that one. However, everything they do internally does not have to be on the blockchain. Maybe when they're making donations, yeah, 
put that into the blockchain. We took in a million. We sent out a million. This is where it went. Cool. However, when the HR department orders coffee to have a meeting with the staff, I don't necessarily need to see that on blockchain. That can be put in the accounting records. I totally see that stuff having benefit in the grand scheme of things, in the macro, but the every little micro transactions, every little detail is not more efficient just because there's Web3 decentralization and the blockchain. And just think about it again, same thing, bureaucracy, layers, repetition, redundancy. Is it really worth it for a $50 breakfast budget? Probably not. But as I said, in 20 years, I'll probably be laughing at this episode and saying I'm the biggest idiot. But at this point in time, what I see that we should do is everyone, every business, every organization should embrace Web3, look at the application, see the benefits that help right now, and then look for future use cases and see how we can build that. However, until that time, I would say use the things that are working and sprinkle in the various Web3 applications that are practical. Using the blockchain for the sake of using the blockchain is a horrible idea. If Visa or MasterCard decided to run everything on a blockchain right now, I don't think they'll be around in two years. However, even they are looking into crypto and making investments in Web3 technologies. So with that said, I'd love to know, what are your thoughts on this whole topic? Should every business just jump into Web3 right now and start trying to put everything on the blockchain, all their software and all that stuff? Or should you uh, sprinkle things in just like I'm saying? Use what is most practical and sprinkle things in. Because I know we are the enthusiastic people. We are the ones that just want to burn down the whole system and just throw everything on the blockchain and go completely decentralized and Web3. However, our positivity and good intentions could just create more disasters than solve problems. What are your thoughts on all that? Please feel free to comment, reach out at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And as usual, I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. And I know I might have raised some eyebrows saying certain things. So I'm definitely open for a discussion over there. And I'm excited to learn and build Web3 together. So as usual, I will see you in the next one later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.